Episode 61 of Sam City, guys. Rain Moore here, Mr. Mac on this fall weather. It is beautiful outside. At least it wasn't as cold as a few days ago because it was just, it just came out of nowhere that cold. I'm, I'm happy with whatever's happening now. This is, you were happy, happy with 43 degrees? Yes. It's supposed to be 43 degrees. It's fall. That's what I'm looking for. That's why I have all these hoodies and Timberlands. It's not just because I'm a New Yorker. Well, since it's fall weather, you know what that means. It's basketball season. And the Knicks play yesterday. And a lot of teams that played this past week. But we have special guest here who is a matching editor for SB Nation and also a lead writer for the Knicks blog. His name is Keith Slosher. And he's nice enough to join us. Keith, it's Raymond and Mr. Mech here. How are you doing today? How are you doing, guys? Doing well. Um, you know, going to yesterday's game, uh, you know, it was, it was also like, you know, it was just a battle between, I guess, Carmelo and the Knicks because, you know, he wanted to close that chapter, as Carmelo would say. And, um, you know, yesterday's game, I just realized that the Knicks don't really have a point guard. <laughs> this is true. You're not wrong about that. I mean, look, there's there's five positions in the starting lineup and five positions to be played, and they really haven't found their man yet. No, they haven't. And, and you know, Ramon Sessions was, was, like, the first unit. That didn't work out. I mean, they had, like, more than 20 turnovers. And uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. just non-existence. I mean, I know he was facing Paul George, but he couldn't do anything. Paul George was having a field day with him, just scoring at will. And same thing with Carmelo and Porzingis. But, you know, Porzingis got his points and Carmelo got his points. But really, the difference I see is that this team looks like they're going to be scrappy. But against a team like OKC... I don't think they really have a chance against these elite teams. Well, those are elite teams, though. I couldn't help thinking that perhaps if Melo had been still on the Knicks, they probably would have put up a better fight, or at least had a better chance when it came time to score them because they were getting it done through the first two quarters. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. The thing is, you know, the question now becomes not only, you know, we know that the Knicks are not good defensively, now you got to figure out where the point's going to come from now that Carmelo Anthony is gone. I think Christophe Porzingis did a fantastic job. He obviously had 31, his career high is 35, so he was flirting with that. But then you look around, you mentioned it, Ray. Tim Hardaway Jr. was non-existent. You, uh, Michael Beasley got injured early. Yeah. So you really don't know where their points are going to come from. I mean, really, the, the question is going to be where is Robin going to be? Because Porzingis, he looked, he looked nice yesterday. Look, if, if somebody got a argue with me saying that Porzingis played bad yesterday or wasn't playing good enough. It was pretty much a one-man army. I mean, I know what you can could have done against that three-headed monster. And then one of the positions, you know, we talk about point guard, but the other position I look at that's going to be a battle for the next couple of games, really, is the center position. I mean, what did you think of Ennis Kanter's performance with the Knicks? You know, I, I think Kanter has a lot to prove, frankly. I mean, I, again, he's another guy who... We've heard a lot about his defensive liabilities, and last night he really didn't show up offensively. I think that might have had to do with the fact that, you know, he's facing his former team. So when you're being defended by a guy in Steven Adams who you're going up against in practice every day, mm-hmm. he knows what you're going to do. So, so I think that Cantor had some trouble there. Uh, the big question mark to me, though, is that Billy Hernan Gomez didn't play until late into the fourth. Yeah, why, why is the that? the center guy that I would look to. Why is that? Why didn't he play until yeah, like the end of the fourth quarter? Well, Jeff Hornacek, you know, he's obviously making defense a priority on this team, even though the scoreboard wouldn't really show it. And I think Billy Hernan Gomez has some defensive shortcomings. So it's one of those things where he wants Billy to kind of pick it up defensively before he gives him a heavy load in terms of the minute. 
other than Lance Thomas, Courtney Lee, there really isn't, and Porzingis, there really isn't much of the defenders on this team. I mean, unless you're going to put Lance Thomas in the starting lineup, which I don't know if he's going to do that, really, they're just going to be become an offensive team, and we know they can score. It's just really about their defense. So how is Jeff Horsley going to exactly adjust his lineup? Is he going to actually put in Lance Thomas with Courtney Lee and maybe bench Tim Harway Jr.? You know, I mean, I've suggested as much on NicksJournal.com when I've written that. I think that if you bring Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench, you're obviously going to have that offensive spark. Like you said, you need that defensive intensity. You need that balance. A guy like Courtney Lee can defend, you know, opposing scores. So can Lance Thomas. So, yeah, I mean, I think Hornacek could mix it up. But at the same time, he's going to use that Mike D'Antoni method, which is, you know, if all else fails on defense, all you got to do is score more than the other team. So, that's what they're going to try and do. Yeah, well, that's not going to work out. I mean, also look at him, Frank Nittakila. He didn't even play, and I don't know if Jeff Hardaway didn't want to put him in the game because of, you know, the pressure of OKC or maybe because he was still nursing from a knee injury. Or What do you think? I think it's the knee. I think that he's he's obviously a rookie, so you got to ease him in. And, and the fact that he's playing over uh, overseas internationally, I think the game is a whole different ballgame back there. I think that the NBA is a much more rigorous schedule. It's more physical. Uh, Nilakina is known to be a very physical player, but, but when you translate that to NBA, I think it's a very different thing. And you know, He just doesn't want him to get hurt. He's coming off of injuries. He only played in one preseason game. So I think they're going to have to inch him along. If you can grade Porzingis' performance today, what would you give it? I'd give it a solid B plus, maybe even an A minus, because I thought he was excellent. I thought the only thing that he was trying, you know, was a little bit poor was he was trying to overcompensate. He was trying to dunk on people all the time, and yeah. I think he got a little too again, he got a little too aggressive. You've, you've got more finesse in that in your game. You've got to pull back. You shoot some jumpers. So I think once he kind of you know has patience and kind of pulls back a little bit, he'll be even more effective. Yeah, certainly that's gonna help. So you know, they have their next matchup against the Detroit Pistons. What should we expect of him opening night? You think they're gonna win against them, or is it gonna be another tough game where they're gonna struggle and maybe lose by like two or three points? You know, I mean, all signs point to another loss. They they didn't win in the preseason last night. You know, they they had some difficulties, obviously, and you know there are still some big question marks on this team. Where are the points gonna come from? We've talked about that. If Michael Beasley is out then it becomes even more of an issue. The center position's got question marks. They don't have a point guard. So I think there's still a lot to figure out. And until you start to do that little by little, I don't think you're going to be winning very many games. Um, I look at also one other problem with the Knicks and is that they really can't defend their transition defense. If they get a turnover, it's automatically going to be a fast rate for the other team. Now, I know it's OKC, but I'm seeing this as a trend that the Knicks really, when it comes to that, they, they struggle. Miley, is that something that they're going to have to work on in practice? Yeah, I think so. And I also think it's, it's up to the coaching staff to kind of encourage these guys and, and to kind of light the fire under them. Because the thing about points off of turnovers is to make the guy get back. You know, turnovers are one thing, but you've got to have resiliency. And I think a lot of these guys are young. I think they get frustrated when they get turnovers. You can't stop to think. You know, you can't, stop, you can't feel sorry for yourself when you turn the ball over. you got to get back on D. And that's what these young guys have to realize. Uh, uh, I was going to say, also, um, overall, this opening week, with the, uh, besides the Knicks and everything, what were some of the, I guess, headlines you think coming out of this week so far, or NBA overall? You know, for me, 
I, I, I'm, I'm a little bummed out by these injuries. You know, yeah. between Gordon Hayward and Jeremy Lin, I think that's the biggest thing. Hayward was supposed to, you know, help help Boston retool. Obviously, they have Kyrie. It's a brand new atmosphere for them. And then Jeremy Lin is just somebody that, you know, as someone covering the Knicks, I, I've I've watched him closely for a number of years now, and you know, you just root for for him from a personal standpoint. You missed a lot of games last year, and you hate to see him out for the year this this year as well so i think the biggest thing this week though the injuries overshadowed everything else looking at uh gordon haywood's injury specifically i mean have you seen anything like that even though we see paul george with that injury but just like the way the players reacted to it and haywood just like you know basically first five six minutes of the game he got that injury i mean is it is it really something to do with maybe just landing properly or maybe he didn't know where his body was at because he was you know he was jumping and lebron was there too and then that happened i mean is there anything that could have prevent that at all you know i i, I can't really say I, it looked to me like a freak injury you know it's kind of like you mentioned he kind of went up to grab that pass off the alley-oop um, as far as everybody feeling for me, for, for him, I mean, I, I guess it's tough not to, you know, he's joining his former collegiate coach with, coach with Brad Stevens. He's joining a new team. Boston is obviously at the top of their game, so he's going to add to that. There's a lot of excitement. And when you just yank that away, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Um, as an athlete, though, you think that it kind of now just tells them to play more carefully on the court, knowing that they jump wrong or you know they lamp uh awkwardly that it can lead i mean i know it's a freak accident but you know it looks like a lot of these athletes i think they're going to be more cautious with their body not trying to do something crazy where they can essentially either end their their career or end their season you think that's going to happen throughout the season even though all these injuries happening i think subconsciously that you know the players have to be thinking i mean i was when i was watching nicks and okc i was watching guys fall and die for loose balls and you know, I kind of just put myself in their shoes and said, hey, you know, I'd probably be a little hesitant. You know, I wouldn't be as aggressive knowing what can happen. And I think the more you watch that, the more it can get into your head. Uh, you know, but these guys, they're athletes. They're, they're well-conditioned for the most part. So, you, you know, you've got to roll the dice and hope that your body will keep up. Because the, the injuries that we've seen are not for lack of conditioning. They're, they're kind of freak accidents. So, I think as an athlete, you just got to roll the dice and depend on your body. You think it has something to do with the preseason, though, being shortened? I think it might have something to do with the preseason being shortened. I think it has to do with the NBA's continued effort to, you know, eliminate back-to-backs, eliminate four games in five nights. They keep tweaking that schedule, trying to figure out the, the right amount to play these guys, to not play these guys. And a lot of that has to do with, yeah, they don't want the guys resting on nationally televised games, but the other part of it is you got to keep these guys healthy. What did you think of Alonso Ball's uh, performance yesterday, even though he didn't really do much? You know, I, I, I'm not so quick on the hype on Alonso Ball myself. <laughs> I, I know people say he's like a next generational player. Uh, I know he had nine rebounds. You know, that's what people say. I'm not saying I agree with it, but yeah. I mean, look, he had nine rebounds. That team is going to take a long time to develop, and I, I think he's a he's a part of that. He's no different. So, you know, I would exercise patience there. Uh, Rockets and Warriors, you think uh, people should panic at the Warriors' loss or the Rockets are going to be good this season? I don't know about the postseason, but the regular season. What was your question? No, I'm saying, like, you think uh, a, a Rockets-Warriors game, you think people should overreact at the Warriors' loss and the Rockets have won the game knowing that, that, you know, they have a chance to maybe control the Western Conference? 
I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch both of those teams as the season progresses, but I think you've got to um, you've got to side with the favorite, and that's obviously the Warriors. They've got seniority on their side. They've got chemistry, and obviously they've got a lot of talent. So the Rockets are going to have a lot of firepower, especially with Mike D'Antoni's system. But the Warriors, I mean, they're proven champions. Three finals in, the, in a row, two wins. So I think you got to have faith in that group to pull it together uh, rather quickly, really. Are you a big believer that Chris Paul and James Harden can work together? Yeah. I think so, and I think that it really ties into also what you see with Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony, he's somebody who, who needs the ball all the time. He's used to carrying a team. Now he joins Oklahoma City, and the burden is lifted. I think all these, all these people who say, oh, James Harden can't share the ball, I mean, when has he ever had a, a distributing point guard like Chris Paul? I know he's played with Russell Westbrook, but Westbrook is kind of like a do-it-all guy. Westbrook can score as well. He's all over the court. Paul's main job is to, is to distribute the basketball and be an extension of Mike D'Antoni. So I think Harden is going to recognize that and he'll embrace it. All right. Um, let me ask you two more questions. Then. It's really about the Knicks. What are your expectations for them this season? you think they're going to be like a 7 or 8 seed or just going to miss the playoffs? I think they'll miss the playoffs, and I, I think they're looking at, you know, 25 wins max. I really, 25 I, I mean, wins. That's my, Good God. I mean, look, you know, I know Knicks fans want to root for more, and I can understand that. But, you know, they've lost six in a row between preseason and the one game last night. I really don't think you've seen anything to, to say that they're going to turn it around much. And, frankly, when you consider last year, I think they had about 32 wins. I might be wrong on that. I think they're obviously worse this year. Okay, so they're worse this year than they were last year. Yeah. So I think 25 would be a good benchmark. Well, twenty-five. That's really. So, good. are we? Are we? Should we be looking to tank to get some better draft picks? What do you, What do you think? I think so. I, I think it's one of those things that can you develop young talent while technically tanking? Of course, you can. I think you're going to roll out the young guys, let them develop, so that they can be ready next year to really put on an attack. So, I think there's some positives to come about. You can still develop Hardaway, Milikina, and Hernan Gomez. You can still make Przingis into that star. But at the same time, they're going to go through a transition, and the Knicks are going to be losing games in the meantime. What if there's a scenario, though, where the Knicks just jump out to, like, I don't know, 3-3 three and three or something in the first six games of the season, and then from there they, they win a couple more games, and they're, like, 10-8 and eight or something like that, and, you know, they they, they want to trade a piece away to help Porzingis and maybe elevate the team to playoff concern. you think that could happen? I think it can happen, but I don't think it should. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. You, you got to keep consistent. You got to keep perspective on the vision. The vision is to is to develop the young guys and be patient. If you, I mean, we've seen it in the past, even with the Carmelo Anthony trade yeah. to New York. When you, when you sacrifice your youth to get the star, it's more of a short term gain. And I think the Knicks have so many promising prospects that it's really worth developing them and seeing what happens. I'll ask this last question then. You think Porzingis will be an all-star this year and will he live up by expectations? I think Porzingis can play to the level of an all-star. I think he's out last night. I mean, he was, like I said, he was very, very good. Yeah. I think the NBA, I think the only thing, though, is the NBA favors winning. So if the Knicks are not winning games, I don't care how good Porzingis is, I think there's a good chance he could still miss the all-star mark, you know, just because of the Knicks' poor play. Yeah, that's true. 
what what can we do to guard the perimeter? I mean, the, we we get killed with three pointers nonstop. We 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 get the scoring going, but other teams just seem to hit threes on us all the time. Well, there's got to be an awareness that you can't leave guys open. I mean, I know that sounds really simple, but when you watch the Knicks, these guys either don't know who to cover, who to guard. They think you know. They're letting their teammates up. They think another guy is going to cover them. And the biggest thing, too, is I see a little bit of laziness with this group. I think that when you're young and athletic, you kind of take things for granted. And I think that there's a bit of laziness. So the coaching staff really, really needs to get on them if defense is going to be a priority. I have this um, slight theory that I've been running past a whole bunch of Knicks uh, people, basketball people in general. And I, I get laughed at at a building, but I, I need to—I just need to say it to a Knicks writer. Um, Carmelo's in in a one-year deal, uh, last year of his deal. Same thing with uh. Well, first let me ask you this: What do you think Bron is going after this year? I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. I, I'm in the minority, I know, but I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. I, I don't think that he he can afford to leave again, really. And I think that listen. Who's going to leave if he's continuing to play at a finals you know, level? This team, is, even though they lost Kyrie, it's not a bad team, you know, especially when they get Isaiah Thomas back. I think they could go to the finals again, and if they're continuing to do that, I can't see LeBron leaving. Uh, okay, here's theory time. You ready for this? Okay, ready for this go theory. Ahead. LeBron's in the last year of his deal. Same thing with Melo. Wade's only there for a one-year deal, and Chris Paul is in the uh, last year of his deal. Um, all four of them have wanted to play together before they end their careers. They now they're going to have an opportunity in a 2018 season. It needs to be in a major market, so there's only two real places they can go, which would be like L.A. or New York. I'm predicting that they all come back to New York, uh, especially since if LeBron actually pulled off a win here and got a ring, he would now be back in the Jordan conversation as a player who won a won a ring in every team he's ever played for. And not to mention, ending a 45-year drought would make him a legend. Hey, man, that's your theory. I I wouldn't be totally shocked to see it. The Knicks, though, if they're going to reel those guys in, they've got to get rid of Joking Noah. They've got to get rid of Courtney Lee. Uh, I mean, I could go on the list. A lot of the Tim Hardaway Jr. now, a lot of these longer contracts, he's got to create flexibility to make that happen. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> I think Dolan's a billionaire. I think he'll bust the bank to get it done. I mean, the money he'd make back would would uh would make up for what he'd lose. Hey, I, like I said, that's one theory, and I wouldn't be totally shocked to see it. So I, I hear you. Thank you, thank you. See that? <laughs> wouldn't be totally shocked. Thank you. Well, that's what most people are saying. <laughs> Gabe, thanks for joining the show, man. We'll be in touch throughout the season. Great guys, anytime. All right. So yeah, you know, some good stuff. I, you keep bringing up that theory as if it's actually gonna happen. I listen. It's, it's called faith, man. How much percentage of chance that that's gonna happen? I think. I think. Fifty fifty. Forty. Also, oh, you're not even. You're not even on. Actually, I will go fifty. See, I thought you were gonna say like sixty forty. Like, no, no, no. Oh, no. I'll go. I'll go fifty fifty because I think if if they're actually paying attention, um, this is a really really good idea. If they're paying attention, it, it's on them though. I, I guess, but the thing is, I don't know. The Knicks right now situation, look, you probably saw the game yesterday, right? I was looking at it specifically 
carefully. And I really thought they were going to at least make it competitive by the third or fourth quarter, but, you know, they ran away because the Knicks have no one. They had too many turnovers, a lot of turnovers, actually. And, and OKC is too good. And, uh, yeah, OKC had a lot of turnovers, too, but and the Knicks took care of the ball. They probably would have been up, yeah. if anything. Yeah. But they have no point guard because Ramon Sessions just disappears and he and he just, I don't know, he just has a lot of turnovers. And the Porzingis made a, a terrific pass. I feel like Porzingis has to do a lot more things this year. It might have to be the passer, the rebounder, the scorer, the defensive player. You got to do everything, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. Because Tim Howard Jr., uh, he just stinks right now. I know it's just one game, but the way I see it, if he doesn't make threes, he's useless because he can't even defend. He can't even rebound or push the pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his Cantor, he is what he is. He'll give you scoring, but he can't defend. I remember going Gomez. I mean, he didn't even play. I thought he was gonna actually play in this game. I thought he was actually gonna start, but I guess not. Mm. Um, Michael Beasley, hope he can stay healthy. Maybe that will give him their their spark off the bench. Hopefully, if he stays healthy. Um, Doug McDermott, I feel like he needs to play a little bit more. If if I were Jeff Hornacek, he should have started. Um, you gotta start the Frank kid. Look, I know that he wants to start with a veteran point guard, but if, if they're gonna do this whole thing where they're gonna rebuild and have a young core, he needs to start Frank Nikola because. We don't even know what he's going to be. I know he's nursing back from a knee injury. Maybe he'll start the next game. Maybe he won't. But he needs to play more more minutes. Otherwise, we don't know what he is. And, um, yeah, I think uh, either Courtney Lee needs to be a shooting guard or uh, Tamar Jr. just needs to play small forward. But I don't think that's going to help you because the size difference is just enormous, especially when you face a guy like Paul George who's just scoring and defending and, and doing all these explosive plays. And you have a Westbrook who's just – Going down there, he got twenty one. Doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he had he a triple double. Yeah, twenty one, ten, and sixteen. Is this his first triple double of the season? Yeah, yeah of course. First triple double of the season, and Playing it was efficient. Us. Yeah, like seven or twelve shooting. Like he wasn't even yeah. chucking up shots or anything. He was one who took a step back last night. But is he gonna take a step back throughout the season for OKC? That's the question. We don't even know. It's just one game. I think, I think as long as they're winning, he'll he'll keep it going. As long, I, I think he's happy to take that burden off of his shoulders. I mean, as long as they're winning, as long as they're winning, they'll be fine. Um, but they're not worried about is their bench. Yeah, they have no bench, and 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 even though they beat the Knicks, they like you know they can't play like that against the Warriors or the Rockets. The Knicks have an get... awesome bench. If we could like get it, to, it's <laughs> if we could just get it together. You get your theory together. Yeah, they have an awesome bench and everything. Well, your 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 guy, um, Lee, if he played like that last season. We'd be in a different spot. The conversation might be a little different. He's actually out there hooping, and the defense is looking fantastic. Yeah, but like I said, there's no Robin for Porzingis right now. I mean, I thought yeah. tomorrow Jr. would be, but I don't know if he could be consistently yeah. a Robin. Wait for it. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think he's gonna. I didn't. I never thought he'd warm up until uh, midway in the season, like he did with Atlanta. I didn't. I didn't expect him to be off to a quick start. Do you think it'd be a slow start? Yeah. You think he'll play better Saturday though? Absolutely. I think he's going to continue to play better. I see glimpses of brilliance in him. I just think it needs time. But he really matured a lot in Atlanta. His defense picked up. I think he'll get better. So right now, our scoring leader is Giannis, Polly Porzingis, and somebody else. Right now, <laughs> as of right now, after these games, and you got a bunch of rookies on there who still have to get comfortable. Like yeah, like Frank Nagel needs to get yeah. comfortable. Doug. Dougie McBucket's got to get. You know, yeah, he's, he's got to get. He got to either start or he's got to be more consistent off the bench. Ron, same thing. Like most of these dudes. Yeah, they just bunch of new faces. Got to get familiar. It's a lot, man. And I don't know. I just hope they can win Saturday. But the way I see it, I, I don't know if they can even win a game right now, depending on their schedule. I mean, we did the schedule thing before, but the thing is, is that uh, I, I just don't know how this team's gonna be when when it comes to November. 
Like, are they gonna be under five hundred? Are they gonna be like oh and five, oh and seven or whatever? If, if we if we could do five hundred, if we could just, you know what? I don't I don't know if we really want to. Uh, you know you know hold on, we're yeah. not winning this season. We're not winning. Nobody's gonna beat the Rock, the Warriors. How no about we just tank? No one's gonna beat the OKC or the Rockets. Why, or why don't we just so. tank for like the next three years in a row and come back like fully? Loaded? Because the next fan base doesn't want to see a team tank for the next three years. Yeah, but they gotta trust the process. And you said your theory about them four coming. If here, that right? happens, then everything Changes. else is off the table. What if they dra- what if they draft that prospect out of Duke? I forgot his name is that. That he, I keep seeing videos about him on Ball's life. Um, some high school guy. He's like he's like supposed to be like the next LeBron James or something like that. Which I mean, a lot of people have been saying that since like Andrew Wiggins and other players, and they mm-hmm. haven't even really lived up to that expectation of being LeBron James. Um, but look, they're facing the Pistons, the Celtics. We did the schedule before, but mm-hmm. I gotta look at actually what we picked and everything. But the Pistons, then they face the Celtics. I mean, the Nets. May, maybe they can win against the Nets. I mean, Not they lost Jeremy out. Lin. Yeah, but. And I, to be honest, Jeremy Landry, I mean, that was just freakish, too. I mean, he just landed, and then we ruptured his patella tendon, which is, I don't know, a lot of people don't know about this, but really is like your knee going the other way, like your kneecap. Which is, which is crazy. Pretty bad. It's actually, it might be worse in the ACL, and I only say that because the ACL, you can recover from it. Mm-hmm. That type of injury is kind of hard to recover from because Melo has something similar to that. That's why I need a surgery. But coming back from it, like, you're not really, you know, that explosive like you used to be. It takes, like, a while, actually, to get that energy. So that's why when people seeing that injury, they don't see a lot. They see ACL, MCL, PCL, right. whatever, you know, meniscus, yeah, no, whatever. He might, he might be it might be a wrap. It might take a while for him to be back to what he was before. In fact, he, needs, he might need to change it's his game. It's definitely going to take a while. Like, remember Victor Cruz had that injury? Mm-hmm. He was never the same player. I don't know if that quick, explosive speed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's. it's, it's it's different because it's your just like your kneecap basically, and um, that's hard to recover from. Like for instance, Gordon Haywood's his injury, which was really, really freakish. I know mm-hmm. people seen it on social media probably, but when I seen it, I mean the Paul George thing came to me. The Kevin Ware, Ware, Ware from college basketball came to me. Mm-hmm. Sean Livingston. That's not new. Yeah, Sean Livingston had like the probably one of the worst ones you've ever seen. It's not new. And he came back, and he's still effective as a player, but. I mean, those players, man. It's almost like as an athlete, like, what do you do? Do you just not jump? <laughs> you just, like, play like Zach Randolph and not jump? I think I think what mostly happens is you have to, you have to once you come back from the injury, you have to trust your body. You can't, like, uh, like Rose. Rose had one. Yeah, too one many knee. injuries, man. But, but check it. His first knee bothered him. Yeah. And then they said he was overcompensating on the other leg, so then eventually the other knee gave out. I think that's more the danger than anything else. Like when you start overcompensating, you don't trust that one appendage to be back 100%, and you start kind of, you know, subconsciously divvying up the work unevenly, and you end up hurting something else. Yeah, and, and that's what, that's the problem. I mean, you heard that, and then it's like, oh, God, then another injury comes out. Like there was like he getting shots taken on his body. One after another, it was your knee, the ankle, the 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 shoulder, the 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 eye, the, the like everything. And then you see Gordon Haywood, and he was supposed to be like a person that was gonna elevate the Celtics and help them out. Now the workload's gonna be on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and helping on Kyrie Irving out. Cause Kyrie gotta do more things now, and he hasn't even been efficient either right now with the team. Um, but yeah, that team's gonna be okay. I think they're gonna be okay. I think they'll probably be like a second or third seed. 
But Haywood, they could at least have a chance to be number one seed. Because I look at Cleveland, and the thing I see from Cleveland, especially from opening night, is that D-Way and Rose can't play together. And also that LeBron is out of shape. So it's going to take him probably until like mid-November, early December to be in shape again because mm-hmm. of that ankle injury that he has. That he hasn't been playing for like the past like couple of days. or He didn't play preseason games really that much. So... Cleveland, their old team, I think if they just stay healthy, they'll be fine. But that's a what if. Like, Rose could get injured. Around the, around the entire league. Rose could get injured. D-Wade could get injured. We know Kevin Love could get injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron, look, he's not going to be injury-free for the rest of his career. I think there's going to be a point in his career where he's already got that ankle thing. That's what I'm saying. I think that's a point. Remember, he always had back problems, too. Mm-hmm. And they had to put some, you know, in, in, incisions on it and, like, those Corso shots. That that um, people take when they want to, you know, reveal some part of their body. Um, Le- uh, Larry Bird, he had back injuries back in the day. You know, that could really end your career. But I'm not saying it's gonna end LeBron's career, but it's gonna bother him a lot. No, but it's a thing. It's 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 a reality. It it's is a reality that they're gonna have to look at, and eventually it's gonna come around. And that's what because all the minutes that he played, like Tyron Lue's got to take care of LeBron because if he, if he plays the way he's been playing the past couple of seasons. That ankle injury is gonna probably hit something else. It's gonna hit a knee. It's gonna mm-hmm. hit a, a hamstring or something like that. And LeBron's not really that type of guy who get injured. So that's why they gotta be careful with him. Um, yeah, like D Wade, look, he's good, but he's old. I keep saying people like he's not gonna make a difference for them. I mean, he only had eight points on opening night, so he's gonna just do what he can do. But I, I don't, I don't predict him being. I think I predict him being a factor, just not that much of a threat. If you're still looking for him to be a threat, you might not. But if you look predict, if you're looking at him to be a factor, different story. I guess. Um, I mean, we'll see, man. I know it's opening week, so anything's possible. I it's mean, it's really too soon to judge. I mean, the Rockets and Warriors. I mean, that was a good game too. But I mean, I was actually shocked the Warriors lost. But but the Rockets, you can see that. I know he said that they could close this. I just don't think they could because Chris Paul wants the ball so much. And James Harden wants the ball. And Chris Paul was, like, trying to direct the offense. And Eric Gordon's like, no, we, this is how we play. We just keep going. We don't have any guy who directs offense and everything. So it's got to be an adjustment. But I don't know if they can close this. I think they were waiting for Carmelo to come. And that kind of messed him up when OKC yeah, got yeah, when Carmelo. Yeah, when went to OKC. That messed up everything for them. I really thought he was going to um, change it with, uh, with his man. I thought him and CP3 was really going to get it. I don't know, man. I, I just don't see, like D'Antoni's the type of guy who has one guy ball handling, passing the ball like James Harden. But Chris Paul wants to do this and that, and he's not really a guy who's gonna stand out there and take threes. That's the truth. <clears throat> I mean, James Harden is maybe, but absolutely not Chris Paul. James Harden all the way is. But that Rockets team is gonna be good. I just don't know how good they can be. Spurs are gonna be the Spurs. I mean, they beat Timberwolves without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, that Spurs team's gonna be good regardless. Um, if Kawhi comes back, they'll be elevated to a, to the number one or two seed. Warriors, you know, I don't think they even care about that game. <laughs> I just feel like their body language is like, oh, whatever. You know, we want a title. Let's just take some shots. Yeah. Win or lose. Blah 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 blah. So we go eighty two and eight, <laughs> or or like seventy four and whatever. I don't think they got one seventy games. They probably got one like sixty something. Well, I, I said eighty two, seventy. I meant to say seventy. They might just win sixty sixty plus games again, trying to stay healthy. I mean, it's not really about health. Well, right now it's about rings. I don't think they really like. I think they're going to yeah. start playing that game because they want to keep this team together, and um, you know, Andre Iguodala and you know certain people are starting to 
get little nagging injuries here and there. So I think they're gonna start like watching minutes. But Jamal Green got injured, so they gotta worry about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they do have um, Nick, Nick Young, Nick Young, who's, who's like looking great. <laughs> he's like a, he's like um, how do I say this? He's like a three point barrage type of player off the bench because mm-hmm. he just made threes out of nowhere. Twenty points. It was just crazy, man. Scored twenty. You can't blame him for the loss. Twenty points, bro. Never seen anything That's like that. Got to count for it. I mean, that just shows you how different a player can be in a different system. Yeah. You get him in a different place, and he becomes a different kind of guy. He's actually the best in catch-and-shoot situations. Look at Melo. Yeah, OKC. Okay, Look at Melo. He's not banging down low or any of that other stuff. He I mean, he's still play, he's putting up Melo numbers, like 9 of 24. and the, like Even the first game against the Knicks, he had those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he's still Melo. Look at the difference. It is a difference, but that the, he's just taking shots. And then he was trying to go against Porzingis, and he got blocked like mad times. I think he was going to score on Porzingis. Good for you, KP. I know. He just blocked on him. Got his 12 rebounds. Got his 31 points. And that's what Porzingis averages that every single game. They should be in every he, game. He, okay. Definitely the All-Stars should be. Uh, the All-Star folks should come close. He should be. But the thing is, like like I said, he doesn't have a Robin right now. And, he, and they're not good defensively. So it was like he has to average like 40 and 15 or something like that. Or 40 and 20. Yeah, but you see now All-Star is about picking your team. Yeah. But do you so. think they'll pick Porzingis if he averages those numbers? Yes. I hope United, they pick him. I think it's LeBron. Like I don't know if team. LeBron will pick him or hey, maybe the Warriors will pick him. It's like, not like you have that many other options. <sighs> maybe LeBron will pick him. He should pick him. I would. If he's averaging that much, you know, numbers and everything. I mean, Car Anthony Towns, same thing. Like, the Warriors could pick Car Anthony Towns if he plays well and they winning games. Same thing. I can see Steph picking his whole starting five. No, he's going to do that. <laughs> he's going to pick Green, Thompson, and, and Durant. That's what he's going to do. I can totally yeah. see that. He's going to do that. Um, I could definitely see LeBron picking Wade for no reason. Mm-hmm. Unless Wade doesn't want to come. What's his boy? You think he'll pick Irving, though? Curry? Maybe. LeBron will pick Irving? I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't. I'd do it just to be a dick, though. He'll pick, he'll pick John Wall. Yeah, just to be a butthead. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it. Oh, my God, man. So, you know, looking at all these injuries in NBA, and all I got to say is that it's all about health. That's what I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just stay healthy through November, no, actually mm-hmm. not through, through March and April, heading to the postseason, you might have a chance to win a title. Mm-hmm. But if you don't stay healthy, That's I mean, it. it just hinders your chance of so anything. what happened to the Spurs? Yeah, exactly. Kawhi got injured, and the whole team changed. Um, right now, Gordon Haywood, the Celtics. I don't, I don't think they're going to be as good as they want to be. They could have been good, but now they got to change everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond Green, same thing. The Warriors, it's all about health for that team. You know, They we, can we, adjust, we, though. They've played without him before. They have, not but... Not great, but they've, they've done it. But they need Eagle Dollar. Because they don't have Eagle Dollar. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I know he's 33 years old. And they're going to try to take care of him throughout the season because they don't want him to play too many minutes. And then when, you know, postseason comes, he's fresh and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel Livingston. But Stephen Curry got to step up. I mean, he didn't play well. And Durant, he, he eh, was just, he was okay. Slow starts, B. Slow starts. I don't even, I don't even think about that stuff. Serious. I'm serious. I don't, I don't even look at that as, as a, a factor. That's but the just, Bucks are coming. That's just slow starts. Yeah, but they're not going to catch him. Like, once, once the Warriors warm up, it's going to be another one of those same things. Yeah, it just looks like everybody's got to get in game shape. The Bucks got to catch. Well, maybe the preseason has to do with that. You know, maybe they didn't play too many preseason games. That's why they're not really in shape like that. Yeah, and you probably. could you could practice. You could do all this. But when it comes to a real game, it's different. It's completely yeah. different. No, nobody believes that they're not going back to the playoffs. 
nobody. So I'm really not. I'm really not even thinking about it. So you think it's Cleveland's conference to lose now that the Celtics lost Gordon Haywood? Yes. But I I also see Washington giving them a bit of a tougher fight, and I also see uh, the Raptors. The Raptors giving them a tougher fight, and I, I still think the Celtics are game. So we'll see what happens. They are. They got young pieces. I want to see what Jason Tatum could do now that Gordon Haywood's out, and I want to see also what Jalen Brown can do because he had twenty five on opening night, mm-hmm. and the end of the losses against the Bucks, I still feel like it's gonna be a piece that they gotta look out for. Cause he's only twenty years old. I mean, these guys are young. That's what I'm saying. Celtics got a young nucleus. Over like the next two years, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that game though? Uh, Celtics and Cavaliers, where Marcus Smart was just posting up on everybody. No. Nah. Like, he was literally just posting up. He was posting on Kyle Culver. He scored on him. He was posting up on every single player that was guarding him. Literally, <laughs> it was just funny though. Sounds like sounds like a good time to me. He Especially was just taking get the points. He was just taking over in the po- and po- posting up against all these players. It was just funny though. And then I was like, oh, my God, man. If they won that game, if everybody made that shot and went to overtime. It would have been deep. It would have been a statement. It would have been. I wish he made that. I just wanted to see. I would have been here for it. He just airballed that. I was like, whatever. And then they all had their little handshakes. Which is funny. They still know their handshakes. Oh, remember their handshakes still after all that? Like, wow. You spent a couple years doing it. I guess it doesn't go away. Yeah. All that stuff. Like, even LeBron and everything. It was dope. Well, there's some respect, at least. At least, you know. He left, but or he got traded, but they still have respect for each yeah, other. He so. has to be traded, though. There's a difference. He didn't leave. He asked to go. But at least there's still respect. I thought that would just be like they won't shake hands and just walk nah, away. Nah, I, I didn't, there's, no, there's no reason for that. What's done is done. So all you think is going to happen Cavaliers and Bucks uh, today? Cavs. Cavaliers win? Mm-hmm. In Milwaukee? Yep. Oh, man. I just see, like, an injury happening. Uh, you know, every time I see these games, I feel like someone's going to get injured now. Seriously, it's like football now. You gotta get that out of your head, man. You gotta mess yourself up. I don't play no, but it's like football now. Like every time you see a game, somebody gets injured. I don't want to play the game on the. I don't want to watch the game on the edge of my seat like that. I don't either, but every time I look up Porzingis too, I always get worried. Like, oh, bite your tongue, bite your tongue. Don't even talk his name in the same sentence as that as the I word. Michael Beasley got injured in the first game. I don't care. He's not Porzingis. You you watch that. You knock that off. I mean, would you be shocked if uh, Le- bro? No, I'm, I'm not, not even I'm not, entertaining nah, this. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Would you be shocked if LeBron got injured in the fifth game of the season? No, because he's injured now. He's, he's playing through an ankle injury, right? Right. Now. So he's injured now. He's just gonna it, just be an aggravation. I wouldn't even flinch. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, before we end the show, I'm just gonna say this: Yankees, please win. Let's yes, talk and say, Lord, we need you. Uh, you know, I think the baseball gods want Yankees and Dodgers. I don't think they want Astros and Dodgers. I could be wrong on that. But if they win today, Dodgers, anything could happen. I know Dodgers are our favorites, but Yankees look like they're yeah, a team they're, that... they're playing great, so let's just do it. I know. That comeback was crazy, though. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they, wait, they hit on... In on, true Yankees fashion, which is exactly what we need to do from here on out to go get this pennant. And they, and they hit on... on um, Kershaw, no, not Kershaw. Um, the actual picture, I forgot them already. God damn it, the one with the beer. I know you're talking about. I know, but I'm. Sh- damn it, I, I know. I, no yeah, disrespect, man. No disrespect. No, no, cause I, I had it in my head. I was thinking about it. I'm like, they haven't hit him the whole season, and they did, and it was just, it was terrific to see that. Especially Aaron Judge doing it. You know, your star guy stepping up at home. He's, he seems to be like the Stephen Curry of baseball because. He plays good at home, but on the road he's just abysmal. And I don't know, I don't know why. He's even Curry. And Curry was like the same thing. You know, some reason on the road he doesn't do well in terms of being, in terms of being at home. 
and he's becoming the face of baseball and everything, Judge and all this Mike stuff. Curry. Like, like Derek, also like Derek Jeter back before he retired and everything. So it's interesting to see, but I hope they win that. So that's gonna do it for today's show, guys. You can follow me on More This Ten. I'm over at Mr. Mech. You can follow us on the Facebook page at Sanfee underscore three sixty on Twitter, and you can listen to all the latest episodes on our SoundCloud account. Let's go Yanks! Yeah.